Hello and welcome to the Sky U Podcast by The Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go away you fur. With me this week is Andy, Gopher Guy 05. Quickly penciling in activities for Saturdays in the fall. And Blake, Iowa Gopher. It's so good to be back and for those asking, I do remember how to podcast. I'm not sure I believe you, but we'll give it a shot. Um, Alright, so... Uh, no... Well, I guess there's college football, but no Big Ten football. I really don't think the other conferences are going to get to play, but we can get to that later. Um, Andy, I'm going to turn to you first. Blake has had a chance to write a little bit about uh, how he's wor- what he's working through with this this uh, whole feeling of there being no Big Ten uh, football season this fall. Where are you at? Well, I can't say I'm not disappointed, but I also totally understand where the Big Ten presidents and athletic directors were coming from. I mean, this all goes back to the fact of, you know, this country has decided to neglect basic science for the last six months, and here we are. Um, You know, we had ample opportunity. People were warning back in April. I mean, Nick Saban did a PSA back in April. Hey, wear a mask if you want to have college football. And, well, again, we can talk about it a little bit. They, they seem to be backtracking on that down in the South, but at least in the Midwest and the West Coast, uh, the doctors that are advising the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are basically saying, uh, you guys probably shouldn't do this. And so they're not. Um, so, you know, I, I agree with that decision from, from a health standpoint, and, and I agree with that. But, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a little disappointing that first or second, Saturday in September to turn on the TV and go, where's, where's Big Ten football? Where's, you know, where's teams playing on the TV? Um, you know, and, and to be perfectly honest, while we talked about it and we whine and we moan, it probably won't actually fully sink in until you're looking, flipping through the channels on that first Saturday in September going, why is there no random football non-conference games on at 11 a.m.? So yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, it's definitely a a disappointment, but um, you know here we are, and we've just got to try and and make the best of it, and hope that the people who are in charge can uh, can try and figure things out as fast as possible, and and make the best of it come spring twenty twenty one. Blake, I think what was was interesting for me obviously I'd like you to share your thoughts um, about your own personal feelings but I think you've been you know somebody who's more than anybody on the blog since um, the hiring of, of PJ Fleck I think you've taken a special eye to his culture or his style um, and how that can play out what it means what it doesn't mean and what I, I thought was interesting to uh, was when you wrote your post about, you know, basically keeping your oar in the water following this cancellation was the fact that we got some players retweeting that. Um, uh, you know, before you talk about your own feelings, what do you, I mean, with no inside information, be, to be clear, none of us have sources in the building or anything. What What is your take on how Fleck and the team will approach, you know, this this kind of disappointing setback? 
you know, it's been interesting to watch it unfold because um, I know a lot of people are so used to Fleck being in the public, like being very outspoken, and he's been unusually quiet um, over the past month or so, mostly over the summer. I mean, he's talked to ESPN a couple of times during the Black Lives Matter protest and just recently had a media session with uh, local beat writers in Minneapolis. But um, it's definitely been an interesting situation, I'm sure, um, in the locker room because you've had, you know, Benjamin St. Juice and I think Micah Dutreadway were both pretty heavily involved in the College Athletes United movement, which was the, the Big Ten United movement that demanded some health and safety protocols for COVID-19, which I think some, obviously some fans thought it was pretty controversial, but I thought most of their um, demands were pretty reasonable. Um, so I'm sure it was probably a pretty divided locker room in terms of people that maybe want to play, people that want to play but don't feel safe enough to play, and I think that's a tough balancing act for a coach. Um, but like you said, I, you know, I've, I've taken a pretty close interest in learning more about the culture that that Fleck is trying to create at Minnesota, and I think, like, weirdly enough, it seems like it's kind of built for this moment. I mean, when you think about it, I think the phrase that um, came to me was that um, uncharted waters are best navigated when you have, you know, an oar, a boat, and a compass, and really, like, if you think about the row the boat mentality, and I realize I risk sounding like uh, an indoctrinated cult member, and I assure you I'm not drinking any Kool-Aid right now. Um, but I really think his, his focus on, you know, just not dwelling too much on the future and, and like acknowledging the past, just keeping your oar in the water and just not dwelling too much on, on what's already happened and just continuing to move forward, I think is honestly the best advice in this moment because there's so much that's outside of our control that if we just dwell on it or obsess over it, it's, it's going to drive us insane because there's literally nothing any of us can do, you know, even you know, especially fans, but also the student athletes who probably feel pretty helpless in this situation because you know i mean a lot of them around the big 10 you know voice their opinion about wanting to play and ultimately I, I don't think that was kind of factored in um for better or for worse but um i definitely think i feel good that pj is the one leading them through this because i really think he's got a good handle on player relations and i just think he has a good philosophy and mentality about how to approach like an unprecedented situation like this um that i think is going to be challenging for any college football coach so um, so yeah, I don't obviously don't have any inside information in what's going on in that locker room, but um, just the the tweets and the the sentiments we've seen um, from the players seems like they're all kind of embracing the same. We need to come out of this better. Like we need to focus and just kind of focusing on what they can control day to day and not worrying too much about you know what's six months a year down the road. So I'm very interested to see how they come out of this, but I, I feel pretty confident that uh, Flex got a good handle on it. Yeah, it's certainly a, a much different approach than other unnamed schools, which we will probably mention later. Um, I think I think you know your point about staying. I, I like to think of it as staying present, um, staying present in the moment, being focused on what's around you and what you can control is is a really meaningful one. Generally, it's certainly a, a core part of what Fleck likes to teach. I think. You know, with so many things we can't control, um, as fans, we should probably do a good job of controlling the things we do control. That's, you know, taking care of ourselves uh, mentally, you know, washing our hands, wearing a mask, social distancing. Because the thing of it is, is that the spring season is not a certainty by any means. I'm still very skeptical that we'll see any Big Ten football at all in 2021 uh, at least in the early part i'm very hopeful that fall of 2021 things are much more under control hopefully 
but you know, let that be your reminder. If you if you're somebody who is not doing the basics and you're mad about the Big Ten's decision, I'm sorry, I've got no time for you. You are literally the problem. <laughs> not the only problem. I mean, there's a virus here, and the virus sucks, and it is outside in many ways of our control, but it is not outside of social distancing, which is not a, a, a panacea. It's not a cure-all, but it certainly helps. Mask wearing, same deal. It's not a, no guarantee, but it, it helps. If you're not doing the simple things and you're mad about the big decisions, I'm sorry, I just, and if that upsets you, I, I don't want to tell you, because you got to do, if you're an athlete, you got to do the little things right. If you want to see athletes anytime soon in the Big Ten, in a Minnesota uniform, you got to do the little things right. That's that's my big takeaway Like from this, is I can't control much, but I can control myself and doing my part to make sure that Come whatever spring means. I know Ohio State wants wants January, and that's not going to happen. Come February, March, whatever. Uh, if we want football, you know, do your part and hope that the rest of it, the stuff that you don't control, works out. Is really uh, all I can say on that. Uh, you know, Blake, for you personally, uh, how how do you think you're going to uh, uh, cope with uh, you know a change to a season that you're usually quite engaged with. It's going to be tough. I mean, I think Andy nailed it on the head that it's not, it's not really going to hit us till, you know, we're in September and October and there's just no, our Saturdays are, you know, maybe SEC, big 12, ACC football, but there's going to be no big 10 football. And I mean, this is the first time that's happened in 125 years. So I think the, this is a hugely unprecedented um, event that we're all living through. So I think it's just, we're all kind of coping with it um, in our own ways because no one really has the answer to how to cope with something like this. But um, I mean, I'm, I'm like we just said, I'm at peace with the decision because there's nothing I can do to change it. What is done is done. And I mean, I don't have any influence over the decision. Um, and I think a lot of people are fixated on whether it was the right or wrong call. And I don't, I don't know that that's that black and white. Um, in my opinion, I think there was um, by this point, just imperfect solutions and none of those solutions were going to please on 100% of people. Um, and, and I think there is criticism to how the Big Ten and the universe presidents, you know, came to that decision and the, the things they've done over the past couple of months that maybe they could have planned better or communicated better. Um, but ultimately, the decision is what it is. And I think um, we just all have to kind of learn to cope over these next couple of months. And, I mean, fortunately or unfortunately, that's what we've been doing for past however many months you know since march or, or april just kind of slowly losing things that we be, had previously grown accustomed to um so i mean that's kind of sad to think about but um for a lot of us this is just just another just another notch on the on the, on the belt of 2020 of things that we've lost um and hopefully like you said eventually i feel like hopefully we'll get some of these things back. I mean, I, I, I hesitate to talk about, you know, normalcy or getting back to normal because I don't know how realistic that is in the near future. But uh, hopefully at some point we can staunch the bleeding and start to get some things back that we've lost. But for now, I, it's like I said, you just got to focus on what you can control and you just can't dwell too much on, on the things outside of your control. I think it is interesting to, like, to switching gears slightly – I think the Big Ten 
Oh, God, they really... <laughs> they announced the schedule a week ago, which I don't really know. I, I, there's a cynic in me that can't quite decide which reason is the most prevalent one to this decision. I do believe that they, the health committee folks, you know, started talking about some of the heart condition stuff that apparently 10 to 15 players in the big 10 have suffered because of COVID. Um, and I, I certainly believe that's a problem and I'm, I'm not um, trying to downplay that at all. I, I find it interesting that that particular issue was a known issue before they opened everything up. It's a little bothersome to me if they needed players to come down with it to consider it. That would be that would be disconcerting to me. Um, there's the whole like I don't know. It, it I have I'm at peace with the decision itself because I honestly had kind of given up on a fall season quite a bit ago. I mean, I think we had a podcast six weeks ago or something when the we sort of all just sort of realized, you know what, crap, this probably isn't happening. Um, but I just don't understand how you roll out a schedule and start practices and then decide you can't do this thing. Like, that's just, doesn't mean they should have done it. It just means why the hell did you let them practice in the first place? Like, what's crazy to me too is, I don't know if you listened to when, um, Mark Coyle was on with, um, Guardsy, uh, I think it was Tuesday, and he explicitly—I remember this—he explicitly said that he, since March, he's been on a call every day with other Big Ten athletic directors, athletic directors in the Big Ten. Which, um, I mean, whether you believe that or not, if they are were meeting that consistently, um, that's just sort of bizarre to me. That well, basically a lot of the decisions that have been made have happened over the last what month, and you just—you would think if they were in that constant communication that they would have been a bit more organized or had a bit more planned ahead of time. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just so much going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to. It's, it's hard to come to a conclusion about what happened or what missteps were made, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you on, it's going to be hard for a lot of people to grasp that they unveiled a schedule on Tuesday and then literally a week later, um, canceled the season. I just, I just think there's, yeah, there's some missteps there. And I think one thing too, I mean, I don't have anything personal against Kevin Warren. I know some people are very upset with the way he's handled this, but I mean, he's also a first year big 10 commissioner who's walked into the worst situation any first year big 10 commissioner has walked into. So I'm going to give him um, some grace in that regard, but uh, I know hopefully this is a learning experience for him. Um, and I'm obviously going to forgive him a little bit for those missteps along the way, but yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you and kind of wondering what, what all went on behind the scenes or what didn't go on behind the scenes that, that led us, um, to this abrupt change well and that's uh, that's the thing is is and that's it i mean honestly let's be let's be true it happens in in pretty much any major sporting issue is everybody always wants to know more of what's happening and we never do everything's always sort of held pretty close to the best but yeah i mean from you know i was listening to that that mark coil call as well and and, and for gopher fans who have paid attention to mark coil mark coil has never been the type of athletic director that's going to tell you too much he's always been very reserved in keeping it quiet and and that interview and and when they had the press availability about an hour later it's the exact same thing he didn't give any details he he basically kept it pretty much to the standard boilerplate big 10 language template that they put out you know, an hour before that, um, there was no behind the scenes juice. There was no, no details. 
And, and frankly, you know, it sounds like we're getting most of that from all of the athletic directors and all the presidents who were involved in this meeting. Um, so, and that's, that's going to be frustrating going forward as we've now transitioned from, okay, you know, what's done is done. Let's get ready to try and figure out what we're going to do in the spring. Well, that was the one thing that Coyle did confirm is they literally just started talking about, okay, crap, well, we're going to do this in the spring, like four days ago. So they have no details. They have no idea what's going on. They don't know what the hell situation is going to be, number one. But for anybody looking for, okay, we're moving to a spring season. Let's hope we can get this figured out in a month or two so we can try and prepare for it. I guarantee you, you're not going to hear any potential layout of what could might happen in the spring season till October, November at best. And people are going to still be wondering, especially as the other three conferences potentially are still playing football. Hey, what's up with the Big Ten? How are we going to make sure things could happen in the spring? No details are going to be leaking. They, they, you know, the fact that they kept everything relatively close to the vest until the last, you know, 72 hours means we're not going to, we're not going to hear about anything until they come close to a decision. So, um, it's, it's going to be eternally frustrating as, as we want to know more and we want to have details and we want to know what's going on and how are they making decisions? And, and we're not going to hear any because that's just not the way these people work and do business. So, um, I think that's the one thing that it's going to be frustrating for me and I'm sure everybody else should get used to it is we're, we're not going to be getting day-to-day updates on what's going on. You know, we may, we may legitimately not hear anything for another two months about what they're going to try and do for a spring season. I will say that the project manager and me, could not be any more annoyed about the lack of preparation here. Uh, even the real cynical explanation I've heard is that the Big Ten and the schools and their lawyers, the lawyers for everybody basically said, look, you play, you're opening yourselves up to some massive lawsuits if people get harmed by COVID. That was still a thing. That was a thing you could have been talking about months ago. The spring season, Stuart Mendel has been talking about it in a mailbag with random athletic subscribers for four months like oh my god you could at least start the big 10 is fond of committees you could have started a committee in may or june that said let's look at what to do if we can't play in the fall like it's just well i think the, the phrase kicking the can down the road has been used a lot, and even outside of college football during the pandemic, too, because there's just so much uncertainty. I think a lot of leaders, unfortunately, just think, like, you know, let's push this decision off until we know more, hoping or assuming we will know more at some point when in this pandemic, I mean, it just, there's so much contradictory information, and there's just been so so little progress i would say in you know flattening the curve or um, just figuring out ways to reduce the spread or treat or treat COVID 19 um there's just it's it's and i and i don't envy their position but i mean as a leader you have to you know you said as a project manager you have to, you have to have contingencies in place and you have to be asking those what if questions rather than just saying well We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. You really have to look, you know, five miles down the road and see which bridge, bridges you might end up on. Um, and that's their responsibility as leaders. Um, and, you know, maybe those conversations happened. Maybe they didn't, you know, obviously lean towards the latter that they didn't happen um, up until recently. But, um, yeah, just the fact that so little planning far ahead is happening, it's kind of um, disturbing. But I think it's it speaks to just broadly how, people nationally and in other avenues of our life are, are kind of handling this situation. So it's not exclusive to college football by any means. All right, let's, let's get some schadenfreude. Nebraska has not responded to this situation gracefully. 
Um, I was never bothered by Nebraska joining the Big Ten. I've enjoyed going to Nebraska. I have some friends who are Nebraska fans who actually belong to the same part of the fan base, which is exceedingly small, I'm realizing. Uh, But, oh my God, like, who goes out and just... Because it's everybody. Okay, so the coach, the athletic director, the president all go banging the drum. We're going to go play independently. No, you're not. (laughs) Unless you're leaving the Big Ten, which would be stupid of you. Uh, Whether you like it here or not, this is the place that offers you more money and more stability. And if you go anywhere else, you're going to... Unless it's the SEC who's not taking you, then the Big 12, you're just going to be Texas's little brother again. So, okay, so it's one thing. The leadership's doing it. That's dumb. Every single media member talks about it like it's a good idea or that they're doing some noble thing. No, they're being idiots. And then the fans are worse. I've just been sitting back shocked by the level of asinine stupidity emanating from the state of Nebraska. It is, it is mind-boggling. I, I, I am starting to feel like Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers isn't so bad. All they did was threaten to, to try to take away our media revenues uh, as a blog. And sure, they couldn't do that, but that was just, you know, random fans saying that in, uh, on Twitter. Not, you know, the president of the university making bold statements that has just no ba- basis in anything. It's just, oh, it's, it's, it's really tiring to be around, actually. I, I, I would much rather just deal with normal silliness, uh, not this just complete stupidity. It's just, I mean, okay, I mean, Ohio State has, like, said a little bit about how they're unhappy and a little bit about maybe we'll play something in the fall. But anybody who pays any attention knows that's not happening. That's just like the tiniest bit of lip service to their fan base. Uh, Nebraska's like whole hog. I, it's I, gobsmacking I, to me. I would say I, I understand being passionate about football and, you know, I understand, you know, that Nebraska fan as a fan base um, has a lot of emotional real estate invested in, in Nebraska football. And I understand how much that means to the local economy and that, that town. Um, but at a certain point, I think you just need to live in reality. And I think this, you know, I think this is just an extension of over the last couple of years, we've seen um, Nebraska fans kind of struggle with their place in college football. I mean, obviously we know that they love the nineties and wish they'd get back to the nineties and that just hasn't happened. But, you know, there it is, start of every year, fall season. They're talking about this is the year, this is the year, and it just kind of feels like they exist in a in their own bubble. You know that includes like the media too, the fans, obviously. You know the athletic director and Scott Frost, and um, so yeah, it's just it's very strange um, to kind of see them all ha- having this hysteria together. But um, you know, hopefully at some point they accept reality and, and the more rational fans, because I know they exist. Um, will hopefully win the day, but yeah, it's just it's been strange to see the the implosion. I mean, I don't think they're winning the day, but I'm praying for them. <laughs> <laughs> I can I have to. I should probably reach out to reach out to my my friend who's not insane and go. I'm sorry for you. I please make it through with your with your 
brain intact because everybody else has lost theirs entirely. Well, well, the best part is, is now they're trying to get into a group of schadenfreude where the rumors are that apparently North Dakota State has approached Nebraska or Nebraska has approached North Dakota State trying to get a game together or something like that. Because, of course, North Dakota State would love to do nothing other than, you know, face an actual real opponent considering you know, all the other games are gone. And, and, and undoubtedly, if North Dakota State and Nebraska actually did play in North Dakota State 1, they would crow once again of, oh, look, we hooked down another big power and, and everything like that. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, it's 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 Nebraska. You don't, you, you've had much better wins, NDSU. Don't get too excited. Please, please, Nebraska, play North Dakota State and lose. Go for it. I'm, I'm here for that. I don't have to deal with NDSU fans. Andy, I'm sorry. I don't have to deal with them. I would much rather have Nebraska fans waste their time doing something that might get them kicked out of the Big Ten only to lose to North Dakota State. Go for it. Yeah, you can drown out. NDSU fans have the same argument, and we've, we're so used to them now. It would be it would be just pretty much gold to watch Nebraska do something to put their, put their Big Ten membership on the line and then embarrassingly lose to the Bison. Yeah, they should lose to the Bison. They should lose to Iowa State. Uh, who else would really infuriate them? I mean, obviously losing to o- OU in Texas would bother them, but I think they're probably, even the delusional ones know that both those teams are better. So, all right, that's, we'll keep an eye on them because they're crazy as all get out. Um, things to do that are not Big Ten football. Um, I have considered tailgating to watch DVR'd football on Saturdays this fall. It has crossed my mind that I could grill out and then watch DVR'd, you know, best of games. That's certainly a option. Um, Sad, depressing, you should probably do something else option. Yeah, sure. I mean, I was hoping that you might join me. We could do it as a virtual tailgate hangout, Andy. You and I, some beer the grill maybe i could even you you could uh you could uh uh ship me some of those cub foods uh snassages we always have on hand you know just to make it really they're no different than any other but just to make it really uh you know just like it just like it usually is no i'm i'm I'm, I'm fine grilling and drinking beer i have no real need to watch a taped football game from we, we were doing that in april and may and i think that's that's jumped the shark now we don't we don't need to do that anymore see what's interesting is i didn't really get into it in april and may because i wasn't like that's not when i needed to be watching college football so i didn't really get into it so i i probably have a little higher tolerance for some of that than others like i just found different things to stream than college football back then Honestly, if the Big Ten Network aired, like, Minnesota's games from last season, except maybe the Iowa and Wisconsin games, I would watch. If they aired those on Saturdays, I'd probably watch them. Yeah, this is this is when not having NCAA football on a game console is, like, the problem, honestly. I've, I've got my Xbox NCAA 2006. On my Xbox 360, I realize I'm very dated, but I still break it out and play it. And I actually, I'm nerdish, I'm nerdishly in the process of updating the roster to this current team. Um, 
that's how that's that's where I'm at. If you guys want to uh, peek into my mental state, I'm currently updating the Minnesota roster on NCAA Football 06 um, to reflect the current 2020 roster to vicariously live out the season that we were was taken from us. See, well, I'm I'm almost going the complete opposite end. Is is I just. I have no appetite for watching any other college football on. I have no appetite for watching tape games. I'm just going to like literally try and find something else to do with my Saturdays cuz I I just don't care. If I'm not going to if I'm not going to have this, I'm just going to ignore it all and and whatever and we'll, we'll you know we'll worry about what happens in the spring. But to 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 me basically um you know, and we were arguing about this earlier. Some people were like, well, you know, if, if, if the SEC and Big 12 does hang on and play, you know, pay attention for that. Or somebody was suggesting, I, I think it wasn't necessarily, it was an email coming from, from you know, the SB Nation people like, well, you could write a write an article saying, well, which, if your team isn't playing, which team should we be rooting for? And I'm just like, I have zero interest in any of that. I will, I will just literally pretend that there isn't a sport named football for four months and hopefully maybe January or February we can pick it back up again. I mean, what, what, oh, go go ahead. I will be, I will be adopting, I I can say right now, I'll be adopting Iowa State um, as my fall team if if the Big 12 does play. I mean, I I am the opposite. If college football is on, I'm probably going to watch it. I mean, even like when, during season when the Gophers are on, I'll, like if they have an 11 o'clock game, I'll be watching the game at 2.30. That's another team. And then an evening game, I just I love college football. Um, yeah, obviously the Gophers um, more so than, than others. But, yeah, I just if college football is on, I'm going to watch it. So it would be hard for me to just like cut off from it completely unless there was just none on TV. But, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to possibly uh, rooting on the Cyclones to victory this fall but sorry chris i didn't mean to interrupt you no no you're good i think i mean as a segue i think we should all probably get ready for the fact that there might not be college football this fall i uh, the virus is what it is it works the way it works players are going to get infected they're going to spread it some of those sec and acc schools are not going full online uh those players will have opportunities to be at parties some of them are going to break the rules and do it it'll just be interesting to see what that means you know is there any amount of infection that will halt the big 12 the sec and the acc or will they just play through it and i have no idea i have no idea what to expect there i what i do know to expect is they're not magically going to be immune from the virus it's just not it's just not how it's going to work um the only the only leagues that have managed to be magically immune are the ones who have fully bubbled up and that is not i've pretty strongly said you know throughout the comments on the blog that i certainly don't see that as a option for basketball or any smaller team sport in the ncaa level for um, reasons related to uh, collective bargaining down the road but i certainly don't see how that's supposed to work for football when you're talking about um you know, much larger teams and, and, uh, you know, home stadiums and whatnot. So I I will say, um, I honestly do not care, um, whether the big 12 ACC, SEC go forward and try a season, but I mean, if they do move forward, even just to start a season, my only hope is that the big 10 is paying attention at, you know, what, what the pratfalls are, what the pitfalls are, what goes wrong, what goes right. Um, because if they if they are serious about having a spring season, which I think is just going to be a challenge in and of itself, I at least hope they're going to watch what these 
programs and conferences are doing and build off of that and just like watch and observe um, because literally they're watching a trial period happen in front of them and I think that could be a very valuable resource but uh, you know, that may be expecting too much but I hope they're watching yeah I mean because the thing of it is is that there's no part of me that wants anybody to get sick obviously so if they do manage to find a way to do this and it works I mean that's important the Big Ten needs to pay attention and they need to see what worked and then they need to be ready to implement that for, for the spring. Well, and that's, I mean, and we'll save this. I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to talk about it too. But I, I do think if, if they want to pull off the, let's just say, the best possible solution for a spring season, the Big Ten is going to have to get creative. And, and that's what worries me is I don't, I don't know how, I mean, maybe when the backs are to the wall, they can come up with some stuff, but you know, you've had, you've had Ryan Day basically come out and say, Hey, we'd love to have an eight game schedule starting, you know, basically right after the new year, which will give us the most maximum time to get ready for a, a, as close to normal fall 2021 season. It's like, well, obviously health risks aside, you know, um, you're not playing outdoor college football in 75% of the Big Ten in January and February. So that pretty much would guarantee you're going to have to look at big regional indoor stadiums, which, granted, the Big Ten is, is nicely set up with that with, with U.S. Bank Stadium and Ford Field and, and whatever they're calling the one in Indy right now and, and things like that. So they do have you know decent central locations to play double headers, triple headers, if need be in indoor situations. Um, but then again, you know, you're almost getting to a pseudo bubble situation if you're having teams all traveling to, to similar hubs and things like that. So, um, you know, there, there's tons of questions to be asked, but I, I do think teams are going to get creative. I know I did see a report that the big East is looking semi-seriously about a basketball bubble. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, Obviously, there are a whole another myriad of of reasons why that shouldn't work, but uh, don't don't be surprised if if things don't get desperate here by by November December. Some of these, especially these basketball only conferences, uh, the Big East or or um, yeah, I guess the a lot of the other ones play football. The Big East being the major primary one, but I I would be surprised at all if they try and get as creative as they can to get as many games in as possible. Well, I, I do think you'll see coaches more involved. Because if the last couple of days have been an indication, they have not been heavily involved in the conversations behind the scenes with the Big Ten um, based on how they've a lot of them came forward the last couple of days to, to voice their opinion. Um, but now just the last day you've seen, you know, Ryan Day is throwing out what he wants for spring season. Um, I saw Jeff Brom talked about um, what he'd want for spring season. Paul Chris too. So I will think you'll see a lot of the Big Ten coaches maybe flex a little bit more muscle and try to force their, force their way in or make sure their voice is heard in um, how to implement this season because I think a lot of them obviously are unhappy with the decision and um, are going to be very focused on making sure that if a spring does happen, they have a say and I think that's where you may see some of the creativity. And I think that's warranted, too, because they're the ones that have to deal with these players. They know the challenges um, intimately. Um, so I think their input is going to be um, invaluable uh, in implementing any sort of spring season. Well, regardless of what happens with the spring season, we will still be having uh, the podcast as we move into the fall. What form that's going to take, we haven't totally figured out. I mean... 
there's usually, I mean, even in the midst of the doldrums, there was always a little bit of news we could talk about. But we, we were trying to figure out something that could get us a more weekly uh, basis um, than hoping that there is, uh, you know, content coming out of college football to talk about, especially since, you know, we don't feel like talking about the SEC. Um, we have considered uh, whether uh, the events depicted in this podcast uh, could have taken place at some earlier time in Minnesota, and at the request of the survivors, the names have been changed. Um, you may get that reference, you may not, if that's what we choose to go with. Um, you know, don't you know? Uh, we may uh, have some some details there. But just know that uh, the podcast will continue. We will not be deterred by COVID-19. Uh, and all of you should continue to stay the course. Wash your hands. Social distance. Wear that mask. And sky you ma. Go Gophers. Row the boat.